Shalom, and welcome to Bible Stories as Blueprints of the Soul, your Biblical Hebrew podcast. Shalom and welcome to our Biblical Hebrew podcast. Today I would like to speak to you about Jacob's vow. In Genesis 28, 22, Jacob says the following words. I shall read the Hebrew and then translate it into English. Ve'ha'even hazot, and this stone, asher samti matzeva, that I put as a pillar, yihye bet Elohim, shall be the house of God. Ve'chol asher titenli, and everything that you shall give to me, I will give one-tenth for you. Again, this is, is Jacob's vow in verse 20, but, and continues towards 21, but I would like us to focus in the last part of the vow about the 10% that Jacob promises to give God in return. Just for a general frame of this conversation, in this chapter Jacob is escaping his brother Esau after he stole from him the blessings of the firstborn. Esau is upset, wants to kill him, and in his mother's advice, Rebecca, Jacob leaves Be'er Sheva towards the house of his future father-in-law. At the moment, this is his uncle, his mother's brother Laban. So he's just, in a way, escaping from his brother towards his uncle. On the way, Comes a night, he, fa he falls asleep, he has the dream, the famous dream of the leather. And when he wakes up, he takes the stone of which he put his head on it while falling asleep. He pour oil upon it and he names this place of the dream Bet El, the house of God. But this is not enough. Jacob continues in his conversation with God and the last promise first of all Jacob makes conditions if God shall be with me and he will guard me in this way of which I'm walking and he will give me a bread to eat and clothes to dress and I shall return in peace to the house of my father and the Lord Tetragrammaton will be my God, and so on. If all of those things will happen, and this is a very, very interesting, here we can see a very great lawyer in Jacob. And all of these things will happen, I will give you one tense. Sometimes people speak and 
us humans and we don't have uh, enough awareness to listen to what we say or to understand the meaning of what we say. The soul in each and every one of us has the ability or enables us to speak. Sometimes we don't take seriously the words which we take outside of our mouth. And if we would be more sensitive to listen, first of all, to what we say, life would be interesting. Secondary is that I would like us to pay attention to this condition that Jacob puts in front of the Lord and how that this condition that he puts or the vow that he takes, first of all, turns around against him, if you want to look at it, in a way that he did not take into consideration. A few things to, to pay attention, not just in this chapter of the Bible, but in general, to listen to the words that we speak, each and every one of us, that words will not be like something that we take out of the trash, but first we have to pay attention to the words that we speak are like diamonds. And each word as a diamond reflects infinite way of looking at things and pay attention and to listen, first of all, to what we say. Even if we don't have a close friend to tell him or to her what we think or what we feel, we can speak in the heart or even in silence towards ourselves that we, first of all, will listen to our heart. This is the basic condition of growing up, to listen. So let's go back to Jacob. He promises God 10% of everything that he shall have. Usually, when we think about 10%, we're thinking about a $100 bill. So we think that one-tenth is like $10 quantitatively. We don't think of the 10% or one-tenth as qualitatively. Again, we think when we see the word tenth, we think about numbers as quantity. We don't think about tenths or one-tenth as quality. And now another topic because this conversation is quite complex. Jacob, when we look at the chain of generations from Adam and Eve, Jacob is the 22nd generation from Adam. Again, Jacob is the 22nd generation from Adam. From Adam to Noah, we have 10 generations. From Noah to Abraham, we have another 10 generations. And Abraham gave birth to Isaac, which is the 21st generation from Adam. And Jacob and Isaac gave birth to Jacob and Esau. And Jacob and Esau are the 22nd generation from Adam. Please pay attention because in the Hebrew alphabet, we have 
22 letters simple letters and another aspect of the number 22 is the following the number 22 we write with two and then two 22 we can look at the number 22 also as two double two and then we get the four four is the sum of the simple fingers that we have in our hand we have one sum the potential that stands 90 degrees towards the heaven the potential and then we have four simple fingers so in this manner four simple fingers are symbolizes the development in time why do i mention all of this because the story of Jacob and Esau is the story of the development in space and time. Again, they are the 22nd generation from Adam. 22 is the number of the Hebrew letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And another aspect, 2, double 2, is 4. And Jacob, specifically Jacob, and also Esau will have to deal with his equation, with his divine plan of the four. Jacob in his life will mirror Adam correction. Adam and Eve ate from the tree of knowledge. Adam was passive. His wife was active. She paid attention to the fruit of the tree. She ate first from the tree of knowledge and she gave it to her husband to eat. He ate without asking question, without them having any conversation. And we see already now in the life of Jacob how this correction continues. Jacob is speaking. Jacob is terming conditions. He makes a vow. He's a good lawyer. Already later, when he will want to marry Rachel, he will put conditions in front of Laban. He will specifically speak about Rachel that he wants to marry. In Rachel, your youngest daughter, specifically, with a little letters in a contract. He knows. And here comes something that he did not expect to happen. While running away, he arrives at the house of Laban, his uncle. He falls in love with Rachel, the youngest daughter of Laban, and he wants to marry her. At this time, when he meets Rachel, Jacob is between 77 to 84 years. Again, just to give us a frame, because our perspective in our lifetime is between tweet to tweet, between message on WhatsApp to an email, between a pop-up to a pop-up, just to give us a perspective in which frame of time those people lived and how they conceived ideas. So Jacob arrives at his father, it's not his father-in-law, but he arrives at his uncle, at his 
at his uncle's house when he is about 77 to 84 years old. Because when he rounds out from his brother, he is about 70 or 63, depends on how the sages are counting, plus 14 years of learning in the faculty, in the school of Shem and Ever. Shem and Ever were his ancestors, the sages, who taught the hidden wisdom. So, between running from his brother Esau and arriving at his uncle's house, he spends 14 years learning the hidden wisdom. And he arrives at his uncle's house and he falls in love with Rachel and he wants to marry her. Rachel is a good-looking person. But at the night of the wedding, and weddings are usually being held under the cover of darkness at night, and under the cover of darkness, under the veil, Laban, his uncle, changed the brides. Instead of putting Rachel, the youngest daughter, as promised, he puts under the veil Leah, her sister. The Lord says that they were twins, two twin sisters. And Leah was the elderly daughter. So Laban puts under the veil Leah. And Jacob is marrying Leah without knowing that she is Leah. Only in the morning after the wedding, when he wakes up in the morning, he is recognizing Leah in his bed. And he is terrified because he did not know with whom he was at the first night of the wedding. One way to look at his story is to say that Jacob was deceived under the cover of darkness. This is one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is the following. From this relation of Jacob and Leah, four sons will be born one after the other. Reuven, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda. Leah will be the host mother for those four sons that are being born one after the other. As a host mother, she's hosting four babies. So the mathematics that we shall do now is 36, which is the value of Leah, double four, the four sons that she gave birth one after the other, and 36 double four is 144. As we said before, the number 144 stands for Adam, which means the human spirit or the divine spirit, and stands for the word emit, which is truth. This was our little conversation about Jacob's vow and how that the simple words that came out of his mouth became his own and our reality. Wishing you beautiful day and wonderful week. Thank 
you for listening to Bible Stories as Blueprints of the Soul. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to hear more about a certain topic, just write us an email to hebrew at learnoutlife.com. We are always happy to hear from you. For more episodes, videos, and articles like this, please visit our website at hebrew.learnoutlive.com. We also would like to invite you to join our live classes. Just search for Online College of Biblical Hebrew on Facebook and start learning now with students from all over the world. Kol Tuv and Shalom.